Before we dive into this episode, I want you to think about what it would feel like to have your dream clients begging to work with you. Your DMs are flooding with inquiries, emails are pouring in, and your past clients are sending over all of their friends to work with you. Trust me, babe, you've been putting in the work, investing in your education, and reaching new levels in your self-development and skills. I see you. But do your dream clients actually see you online? I have a handful of intuitive content coaching calls available and would love the opportunity to help you shine online. Check out kianamarie.com slash connect to learn more. Together, we work closely to generate a ton of content for your business, not just trends, but genuine content that feels true to you and your business. From my kitchen table to yours, we come up with a content plan flooded with behind the scenes clips, client experience, and upcoming events. You are a big deal, my love. We just need more people to know about you. Let's capture that twinkle in your eye and share your passions online. Your dream clients are just one scroll away from finding you. Let's connect with them. Find more details at kianamarie.com slash connect. I can't wait to see you shine online. Now let's get this party started. You can go through it or you can grow through it. These are encouraging words from today's guests, and I can't wait to introduce you to another Arizona angel. Since moving here to this new state, I've had the joy of meeting incredible souls that continue to impact my life every day. Through the connection of Felicia Romero, I was introduced to Olga Nadal, and I'm excited to offer a warm introduction for this new connection for you too. Olga specializes in divorce coaching, healing, and family planning. Her methodology for a holistic divorce combines both the legal and emotional approaches to help you navigate this transition with ease and grace. She'll help you experience a divorce that empowers you instead of traumatizing you and your children. With this knowledge, experience, and practice, Olga has founded her holistic institute that certifies coaches, healers, and counselors to help change the paradigm of traumatic divorces and end the circle of shame. Now, I understand that not all of us are currently experiencing a divorce, or maybe our parents haven't ended their marriage, but I invited Olga to share this connection call because she's a powerful resource for learning more about communication and relationships. In today's episode, we'll dive deeper into navigating a relationship and entrepreneurship, secrets to keeping a friendship with your partner, and sharing opportunities for help and guidance if anyone is feeling alone, worried about finances after a divorce. Olga is a traveling Scottsdale mama, pickleball buster, published author, and shares her insights on her own podcast, Your Next Best Chapter. She makes me laugh at every mastermind and is a beam of light that leaves everyone she meets a little brighter. Ready? Let's get Olga on the call. Welcome to Kiana Marie Weekly, a podcast for creatives who love to celebrate wins, big or small, by dancing in the kitchen, photographers who are excited to serve their clients, and friends who are ready to chase really, really big dreams. You can find all of the resources mentioned in this episode at kianamarie.com slash podcast. Join me as I share weekly motivation, chat about growing pains, finding genuine connections, and celebrating your wins through the lens of a photographer at heart. Come join me for a dance party. Ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, Olga. Welcome. Welcome. I am so thankful you can be here with us today. Hello, beautiful. So happy to be here. Yes. Well, let's just dive right in. I know you are a wealth of knowledge and I just want to get into the juicy questions. 
Perfect. So with entrepreneurship and this push for more companies or more entrepreneurs working online, a lot of our personal relationships are now experiencing whole new stresses and a whole different like types of pressures. So I would love your advice for someone that is trying to navigate a healthy relationship with their partner while they are pursuing a big dream. I just want to say, don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. I'm I'm totally kidding. Um, No, absolutely do it, especially if that's in your heart. But I I do think that we need to have a conversation around what entrepreneurship actually involves and and what the, the things that you'll have to put in in order to get the results that you want. Because as we all know, social media sells us on a lot of dreams that then when you go down that rabbit hole, you may compare yourselves to other people's success, to their achievements and go like, wait a minute, I'm not getting there. I'm just overwhelmed, I'm frustrated. And that's because they don't tell you the other side of the equation. And is that to me, entrepreneurship feels very much like parenting. It's like, it's a constant journey that changes. Every time that you feel that you've mastered an age a developmental process for your children, then they change. And suddenly they go like, oh, they were little babies. Suddenly they're toddlers. Suddenly they're teenagers. And with this each stage, you have to learn new skills and new tools. So that's how I feel with entrepreneurship. Like we, we feel like, oh, I got really good at creating an audience and connecting with them. Great. Oh, now you have to monetize it. Oh, okay, wait, how do I do that? Oh, now you have to learn all marketing and sales and closing the deal. And so at each stage, you're just going to need new skills. So that would be the first thing that I would say is just get very comfortable with constantly learning. When it comes to your partner, as you are growing through these evolutions, again, depending on what kind of tools you have, you may feel dysregulated and you may feel like this is too much and my, and my partnership is suffering. But if we give ourselves that grace and that compassion of knowing like this is just a process, it's a long-term journey, and you're able to communicate that with your partner, I think that that's one of the biggest issues that we don't speak enough to our partners because we're so focused on what we're trying to birth through our businesses that is like, babe, just keep up with this pace. But they need to hear from us, especially if your partner is in a nine-to-five. They're not doing this whole, okay, I'm my own boss. I have to make my own commitments it can be pretty, you know, different perspectives. So communication, being aware that you're going to have to keep on changing what you know and and giving yourself that grace and compassion. I think that will really help relationships and entrepreneurship. Yes. Well, I love that. I love how you really broke that down because I know even for me personally, I've been single for a really long time because I, I felt like I was battling. I felt like I had to choose. I had to pick. I was either going to be on one road where I was a successful business career driven, right? Like career driven woman. And then on the other side, which would be a completely different road, I would have to commit to finding a relationship starting a family and kind of like feeling like I had to choose. And so I love how you mentioned just through communication, through understanding, you actually can grow with someone. And I think that is a really, really great reminder that it's actually possible because I I literally, because you know me and my big, big, big goals, I would date someone and I would share these ideas or share these really big lofty goals. And they would do one of two things. They would either look at me like I was crazy or they would be like, okay, well, good luck with that. 
or they may have been turned off by it because they weren't at like, they weren't matching that, right? Like they didn't have those, those same aspirations or they felt like they couldn't keep up. So I just kept spinning my wheels. So I love that you mentioned the core of all of this is simply communication. Yeah. And and I appreciate you sharing that because it is a truth that we don't usually talk about that sort of subconscious or unconscious decision-making that we make around, okay, I may have to choose when the reality is no, you don't. And even when you take it to the next level, that is like, okay, now I have my partner, I have my business, everything is working. Oh, now we're going to add children to the equation because that's the next level, right? When you're like, yeah. Okay, now it's working. Then you add the children. And again, that adds another layer of complications. But again, as long as you keep on communicating, as long as you keep on saying, hey, are we still on the same mission and values? And again, it can happen with one person working nine to five and one person working online. They're not incompatible, not by its own nature. It's just when we perceive that they w- we won't be able to mix them together and we won't communicate, that's when the issues really pop up. Amazing. Well, one thing that I look up to you for, for many, many things is your expertise on relationships, on friendships, and we say communication a lot, but I actually would love to kind of pick your brain a little bit on different ways. Cause oftentimes we hear communication and we just think, Oh, talking, like, are you sharing your feelings? Are you talking to a person? But there are so many other ways that we can communicate and share our feelings. And so I just, I would love for you to kind of unpack communication. And maybe even if we want to start with something that we wish we would have known at a much younger age. Oh my goodness, Kiana, that's my favorite subject. I wish that they taught a class called communication amongst humans Mm -hmm. in school, because it's the basic of everything. I mean, when you think about it, we are communal creatures and we need to live in tribes. We actually depend on each other. And part of those connections are either made or broken through the words that we speak, through the body language that we use, through whatever filters we already set in our brain that won't let us hear what the other person is saying. So it should be a skill that we all develop. And we teach it in the Holistic Divorce Institute. We teach conscious communication. There is different types of communication styles. The conscious communication that we use is based on the non-violent communication approach by Dr. Rosenberg, which is an amazing book and concept. But we brought it, we we kind of blended it with communication plus negotiation. Because when we're communicating, we're very often trying to influence the other person to negotiate for what we actually want. So we, we get very clear on what is our objectives with this conversation. Before we start talking, we set intentions, especially because we're talking about the process of negotiating a settlement for a divorce. It's vital that those conversations don't just happen, but that there is structure that, you know, what is my intention going in? How am I going to use my verbal and non-verbal communication to make sure that I get my partner to participate and collaborate instead of get defensive and triggered. So there is so many ways that you can approach this, but even if you just bring it down to be very aware that the words that you are saying may not be the same words that the other person is receiving. Yes. Oh my gosh. I feel like we need to repeat that. Like sometimes just the words you're saying the person who you're speaking to is interpreting in it completely differently. They're That's receiving crazy. a completely different message. 
And a lot of it also comes with our body language, which can be so subtle and so like imperceptible to us, but the other person is seeing the slight rolling of your eyes, the raising of your eyebrows, the, the jaw that clenches. And so the other person is like mixing this, like almost like a cocktail mixer in their brain and go like, oh, she's actually saying this horrible thing to me when in reality you're just pointing out like, hey, you got something on your dress. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's really important that we also keep seeing and, and try and keeping our perception really acute to see what the other person is actually receiving. And you will see it as well in their body language, in the words that then they say to you. And that's when you can readjust. And a lot of um, the techniques that we teach use mirroring where you will actually say like, okay, is this what we're saying? Is that what you're saying? Are you saying this is what's happening? Because like I said, you may have said something to me like, hey, Olga, make sure that you're here at 10 a.m. And I'm hearing like, oh my gosh, she thinks that I'm always late. And why is she being, you can just reply. Okay, so just so you understand, you just want me to be here at 10 a.m. on this. Yeah, okay. End of the drama. But isn't it interesting that we, we go into conversations like, so casually, but some conversations are going to make or break friendships, relationships, business deals. So yeah, we need to pay extra careful attention and intention to every single one of our conversations. Yes, this is such a beautiful reminder. And I think a lot of us too forget that the person you're either in a relationship with or business with or any type of confrontation with another human, we also come with so much baggage, right? Like we come with our own filters. We come with our own, our own just like it doesn't have to necessarily have to be insecurities, right? Like these aren't always bad things, but we come with a different meeting space with that person. And so I, I just love that we can chat about this openly to share that just because you have this conversation with someone doesn't mean that we're all seeing eye to eye because of past experiences. And so, yeah, I just, I find that happens a lot. And, and that's a very uh, important reminder that very often we forget when I, I work on the field of divorce. So these are people who used to love themselves and now they can't stand each other. So what happened there? You know, and, you, and, and very often we have this completely mistaken belief that love is all we need. No, we need to look at, okay, where is the programming that this person comes with? What are their patterns? What are those habits? Can I cope with those? Are those agreeing with my own nervous system? Because you may love your partner to the moon and back, but if he has a way of speaking to you that totally triggers and activates your nervous system to go into freeze, fight, or flight, then sorry, no love in this world is going to save that. So yeah, being aware of, okay, what is the other person bringing to, to this conversation? And, and again, being super um, if you can in the middle of the storm and, and just try and remind them like my husband and I we joke whenever we're starting sleeping into those okay I'm actually like my mother or he's acting like his dad we will actually call each other by our last name I'll be like oh wait am I talking to Ian or am I talking to Corsine because mm -hmm. it's like oh you're bringing your parents into here and we do that it's like I have an accent because for the first 23 years of my life I was I spoke Spanish so that's always going to be with me, no matter how many other 20 years I spend in America, that's still going to be with me. The same happens with our parents, programming, schools, culture. So we have to, again, be aware and be very compassionate. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm loving all of this so far. So can you share with us one way or as anything that comes to mind, um, that we can actually put our friendship first when it comes to our partnerships? Oh, what a great question. Friendship first. A lot of times we kind of shift from friendship to relationship kind of communication where suddenly there's a little bit, I don't want to say full on disrespect, but we kind of drop our etiquette with our partners. And the other day we were playing pickleball with this other couple. And by the time they were done, we were like, oh, that that husband was a little bit something. And then I wonder like, wait, were they married? We didn't even know that, but we presumed that they were married because of the way that they were talking to each other. And I thought, how sad is that? That we sort of accept that, oh, when you've been with someone for a while, then again, that sort of respect and cherishing kind of falls behind. So let's try and bring that back to the forefront. And again, when you're speaking to them, be as respectful as you will be talking to a stranger or to a friend. And then the other thing that I I recommend so much is that you do try and find um, common hobbies, things to play with your partner, because then that's where the friendship goes, you know, like there will be enough conversations around the household, the children, the businesses, the mortgage, the bills, have some fun as well, you know, play a sport, go to movies together, have dinner, like again, court, the, the, the whole concept of courtship to me is what I really like to keep in relationships is keep on courting your partner just because you got them, just because the ring is in their hand. Keep on treating them like that, the most special human, and you're so happy to see them. Yes, I love that. And I think it's so important too for all relationships, not just your personal, not just your romantic or your partnership, but I mean, even just relationships with your parents, with your children, with your best friends. Um, like you mentioned, uh, you know, sometimes you you can get so close to someone and you almost kind of have a have a sense of disrespect towards each other. Right. And I, and I even know this too, with the relationship with my mom, like I love her more than anything and we are so close, but oh man, like I can be so mean to her sometimes. And, and it's because I feel safe and it's because I feel loved and unconditionally loved that no matter what I say, like she's not going anywhere, you know, like she's my mama, but I can see that too with partnerships is, you know, kind of check yourself. Like, how are you speaking to each other? How are you treating each other? And, and I'll tell you, like, you know, not that I am like an expert, I haven't been married yet. Um, but just with my own relationships, I notice that when I actually do things out of love and respect and just being sweet and, you know, gifting them with little random gifts from the store or just making them feel special, like it just triggers the whole mood. Like the whole energy of the house is different instead of that nitpicky, uh, uh, like that, like just friction. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. We do it with our family members. It's again, it's something that we have accepted and I do get it, you know, with time and cohabitation and, you know, we get tired. So there will be moments where we will not be our absolute best, but let's make sure that those are the exceptions, not the norm. You know, that when people cannot tell the difference between you talking to your partner or you talking to a stranger. You know what I mean? And if they're going to notice the difference, it's because you're being so sweet and caring, you know, not because you're being rough. I'm like, ah, yeah. you know, because just because we are family doesn't give us a right to, you know, sometimes we feel like, well, but I have to tell them this. Yes, yeah, sure. You can tell us, you can tell us anything, but use the right words, you know, because 
we're still having feelings, whether they come from our mother talking to us or our daughter talking to us, you know, like let's, let's remember that. Yes, absolutely. Well, I would love to kind of shift the conversation into a little bit more of the divorce topic. Cause I know you have such a big heart and your mission is to help with holistic divorces and, and really helping people manage and navigate some of the most traumatic moments of their life, but also doing it from such a sign of peace and love and acceptance. So I would love to hear a little bit more about your story and like your mission to why this is your goal to help as many families with divorce. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it is. It is so my mission to uh, change the paradigm of divorce because as everybody has noticed, we don't do divorce, right? We go to war, we we turn nasty. And it's been the way it has been because that's how it was set up. When you go to divorce 50 years ago, you needed to have reasons to legally be able to separate and divorce. We don't have that anymore. Now you can have a no-fault divorce, no questions asked. You just go there and say, listen, I don't want this anymore, which I think is fantastic because then we can already remove all that blame and shame and you know having to have done something horrible in order to leave our relationship so that's happened we can legally and morally divorce but somehow our society uh, consciousness hasn't caught up with that concept it's it's trending it's changing for sure and we had the whole movement of conscious uncoupling and now I'm creating creating the movement of holistic divorce where we can do a type of divorce that instead of traumatizing you, it will empower you. So one thing that I want to make crystal clear is I'm not talking about a kumbaya divorce. You know, I do understand this is a very painful, very stressful passage. So I'm never going to say like, oh my God, we're going to have a blast with your divorce, you know, but I can say we're going to have an experience where your emotions are taken into consideration. That's what makes it a holistic divorce. Is we're not just gonna deal with the logistics and the lo- and the legalities. We're gonna deal with the emotions first, because when the emotions are high, the intellect is very low. And then we sign a piece of paper that is gonna dictate the rest of our life, at least financially. And we look back once we are emotionally sober and go like, how did I do this? That's the part that I'm trying to avoid. I'm trying to avoid people signing agreements that they'll regret. I'm trying to stop the breaking up of families because a divorce doesn't mean the ending of a family. It means the ending of a partnership, of a relationship, but the family can remain. I'm also encouraging um, positive negotiation, communication, a way in which people can actually get to an agreement that I call a win-win-win where your partner, yourself, and your children win. Again, all of this is possible. It's just that you have to know how to do it. So that's why we created the Holistic Divorce Institute, where we train coaches that will navigate you through the process. Because what happened to me was when I was going through what I call the limbo of divorce, which was that after 13 years of a really happy marriage, I began to feel the the signs of I think that we need to complete this marriage. And more and more people are getting to that point, by the way, where we are not living our entire lives within one marriage. We're having more than one monogamous relationship and that can end in 
several marriages. We even joke in the divorce industry that your first marriage is your starter marriage. It's where you learn how to be in relationship. Hopefully where you learn how to communicate. And if you didn't, then you get a chance to learn how to do that during the divorce process, especially if you work with a coach. And then on your second, third, however many marriages you want, that's when you perfect it. So it's it's fascinating to see how society is slowly changing towards that. The introduction of coaches into the process is really assisting this, but we still have a long way to go to get to the place where when you tell someone, hey, I'm getting a divorce, instead of people being shocked and upset and like, oh my God, I'm so sorry this is happening to you, they will actually get curious and say, oh, that's that's a really big transition in life. How are you doing? What do you need? How can I support you? We're going to get there. No questions about it. But until we get there, we need to support people through the process. This is so beautiful. And I'm so grateful that we're having this conversation. And one thing that I think really stuck out, and I, I feel like that little kid in school where I'm like, oh, I, I got to say something. Like, I'll let you keep talking, teacher, but I got I got a question. Like, I feel like I have that right now. Um, But I loved how you gracefully mentioned the complete, like, creating a marriage that is complete. And I just think that is such a beautiful way to express that it, it is an ending and it is a transition, but the marriage is now complete instead of broken and shattered and all of these really traumatic words and definitions to, to share something like that. And I just think that you, you, you define that perfectly. But isn't it fascinating that life is a consecutive change of beginnings and endings? It's sort of like we go through stages and we celebrate the initiation from you're a child that goes from kindergarten to school, from school to university, from university, you get a job. We don't have that whole, you'll stay in that job for 40 years anymore. You go to one job, then you go to another job. You may even move to a different state. And we celebrate all of those stages because we understand that's growth. This person is going places, is getting better with each sort of milestone. But when it comes to relationships and marriage, it's almost like you hit at a dead end. This is it. You sign a piece of paper and you're <laughs> done. When in reality, we are proving that that's not how we want to, to live life. And especially now that longevity is so much longer than before. Like, we used to die when we hit our 40s and 50s. So yeah, maybe one marriage is all that you had a chance to go for. Mm -hmm. And now people are living 80s, 90s, living their best life in their 60s, 70s. So they're feeling like, wait a minute, why do I have to be with someone who I have outgrown? And this is one of the main reasons why marriages end. And again, let me set the record straight. Most marriages do not end because there's been abuse, because there's been an affair, because there's been some sort of confrontation. They end because people grow apart. People grow in different directions. And I often joke, some people grow in the direction of forward and some others go backwards. So why would you want to stay in a relationship with someone who is going backwards? And I think that we have the fortune, we have the privilege of living in an age where you're allowed to say, hey, I love you. And that's why I want to leave you and be okay with that. And know that you'll find another partner your ex will find another partner and you will have a second chance in love. How beautiful is that? Like, why, why do we restrict ourselves to not doing that? Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Well, I love this. I love this perspective and I love just kind of highlighting all of these different options, right? I feel like you really are giving anyone who is considering divorce or who has experienced it, just giving them different options. And I, I would love to kind of transition to into entrepreneurship because that is one thing that I see a lot of, especially, and I'll just say it like, this is my own opinion. So please don't come at me, but I do. I see a lot of women investing in education, investing in um, entrepreneurship, and maybe even having their own business. And and men are doing this too. I really want to be fair. Um, But I do see that there may be a lot of fears with entrepreneurs, or maybe even stay at home moms that are terrified of the financial burden that divorce may bring to the future. So can we maybe talk about that? Like, what does that look like? And especially here on, you know, on this podcast and my listeners, a lot of us are big dreamers and hustlers and business owners. So if maybe divorce is on the table, what are some ways that we can kind of soften that blow and that fear of divorce with finances? Which I want to validate that fear is very real. And, and it is, it, you're going to go into half of your assets. That's what happened when, when we got the divorce. And I remember um, a lot of people talking about, are you sure you guys want to do this? Because, you know, it, it's going to dilute your, you, we had created a financial empire and it's true. Then you go two separate ways. Which again, one of the reasons of the main reasons why a lot of um, wealthy people don't get a divorce is because it'll be too costly. They just live separate lives and, you know, that works. Um, but, but again, I want to emphasize the fact that if you are, if you're thinking that you're going to go through a divorce, getting your finances in order is vital. And by that, I mean, know where the money is, know how much money it is, how many assets and liabilities you have. And again, we provide checklists. We the coach runs through everything because what what I didn't realize when I first started in this field was that a lot of women, especially stay at home women, had no clue what was happening with their finances. And that was that was my mistake because I had always been very aware of the finances in my relationship and I knew where everything was. But the truth is that in a lot of marriages, um, the financial responsibilities are completely separate and the the male may be bringing the money and managing it and the wife had no idea where any of that was so i understand even the fear of that of i don't even know how much money we have or what it is where are the stock options the retirement accounts so again help is invaluable and nobody teaches us this again there is not a class on how to get a divorce and all the financial information that you need so do yourself a favor and find someone who is going to help you with this i find it just mind blowing that we'll hire coaches for fitness, which in reality is just just do the apps <laughs> for nutrition, just eat better for, you know, business coaching, all the all the types of coaching. But we are reluctant to hire a coach for the one transition that we have no idea what we're doing. It's a pile of paperwork, laws and legislation that I mean, I have a I have a master's degree. And when I had to fill out my own paperwork. I was like, I need help. I can't even understand this English. It's so confusing. So yeah, find the help and get your finances in order. And then the other thing that I want to say is even for those who don't have an income, who feel like, oh my God, my partner is not going to be fair. That's where the legal system comes into place. And again, with the proper help, you will not be left on food stamps if you were a stay-at-home mom and your partner was bringing the income. 
there will be a fair distribution of the assets. So again, some people are very confused thinking, well, I don't have an income. Yeah, because you were raising the children, you were staying at home, but you have rights towards that, even the retirement accounts and the stock options. So again, just get informed, get it all planned out. And even if you don't have an income, we live in the golden age, especially for women, because of what we were saying at the very beginning of this conversation. You can get into the online world where the, the barrier for entry is so low. Like you don't even need to raise capital to start an online business. All that you need is a laptop and the, the guts to go for it. And the ceiling, the financial ceiling on online businesses is non-existent. And you know it. We, we are with people who make six, seven, eight figures. And you're like, what are you selling? Oh, digital courses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. There is no ceiling on that. So I say for, for a lot of women that feel like, oh my God, I missed my chance. I shouldn't do this because I will never be financially independent. That's not true. You have a huge opportunity right now to break into the online world and really make a killing. Yes. Well, this is so inspiring because I do feel like that is, and you know, I don't know firsthand personally going through a divorce, um, but I do feel like that, especially in this entrepreneur world that people have that fear, right? Like they just think, oh my gosh, my world is ending. And I feel like you are giving them so many options and so, so much light and love and respect and, and creating this space where they can feel heard and loved. So I would love for you, Ogla, to share more about your programs and what exactly is you offer? Cause you clearly are an expert in relationships and all of your experience with divorce and coaching through divorces and all your holistic divorce stuff. So tell us more about your programs and how we can get into your world. Yeah, my main program right now is through the Holistic Divorce Institute. We created a certification where we train people to become holistic divorce coaches. We do that in eight weeks. It's the most laser-focused program out there. Um, you, it's self-taught in the sense that you get online modules. So every way, every week you'll watch the videos. And then every two weeks we'll get on a Zoom call in case you have any questions. We'll do case studies. We'll review the, the curriculum. And then after eight weeks, they'll take a test with us to make sure that they did learn all the process. And then they become holistic divorce coaches. And I used to be a holistic divorce coach myself, but now after the pandemic, that's when I realized like there is such a huge need now because the pandemic was the death sentence for many of those marriages that were ready to be completed. And so I don't take clients anymore, but whoever comes to the Holistic Divorce Institute and wants coaching, then we just refer them to our students. And our students, our graduates are out of this world. They have a huge heart. A lot of them have gone through divorce themselves. So they have this passion inside of themselves as well to be like, I want to help other people because I know how dark it can be and how I can make it lighter for them. Because that's huge difference to go through divorce alone it's a very scary, traumatizing, and very lonely um, experience. Going through it with a professional, our, our clients actually learn skills. They learn how to negotiate, how to uh, be able to stand up for themselves, how to set boundaries, how to read contracts. I, I think it's, it makes them better individuals. So yeah, if, if anyone is interested, they can check us out at um, holisticdivorceinstitute.com. And in there, they can also, and I can give you for the, notes, uh, for the show notes, 
they can watch a three-part mini-series where it's just three short videos where we highlight how our students are making income, income and, and impact as a holistic divorce coach. So beautiful. Well, that's definitely one of my passions. And especially with this podcast is helping small business owners, creatives, and dreamers find different options for either helping people, making money, building up an income. And I just, you know, cause I remember being little and thinking, okay, I have like three options. I could be a teacher. I could be a doctor or a lawyer and, or like my dad was a roofer, right? So he was a small business owner, but like, that's all I thought. Like, I really didn't know that there were so many options out here. So if someone is listening and thinking, wow, you know, I really am trying to help people. And I really am trying um, to make a difference and make an impact for generations. Who would be qualified to be a holistic divorce coach? In my opinion, it's whoever has that passion to help others. Whoever is genuinely concerned about the state of the world and wants to change it and make it a better place. That to me is the only requirement. We had people who were already in the industry. We had lawyers, mediators. We had people who were coaches and that were like, oh, I'm not getting any clients. I need to specialize. But honestly, you don't have it, you don't need any previous experience because we'll teach you all the coaching skills and all the business skills. Half of the program is coaching, half of the program is business mastery. So anyone who genuinely feels like I want to have a side business in which I help others go through the darkest time of their life and I guide them into safety, if that's in your heart, then come join our family. Amazing. Oh my goodness. I'm so grateful for you and our connection and having so much fun at masterminds with you and the girls. Oh my goodness. So one question I love to ask every guest is what key tip would you like to share with, with someone today, whether, you know, an entrepreneur, small business owner, something you wish you knew sooner? Hmm. <sighs> I would say just don't be afraid to, to try new things um, because that's what entrepreneurship is, is you'll just try one thing and then it'll be like, oh, this didn't work. Okay, I'm going to try something else. Oh, that worked. I'm going to repeat it. Um, just don't be afraid. To, you know, we, we put so much emphasis in being embarrassed when we don't do things right. Just throw that out of the window and start trying new things. And, and even if you feel like, well, entrepreneurship seems a little bit scary, try a new sport, try to learn photography, try to go to a dance class, anything that takes you out of your comfort zone, because there's so much growth in that. And you'll start releasing all this lame ideas. I got to be perfect before I launch anything. And, and then starting a business online will feel like, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. So yeah, I will, I will just say, get out of your comfort zone every day. Just one inch, one inch, one inch. Yes. I love that. And I love how you mentioned too, like, just go do fun things. It doesn't have to be starting a business. It doesn't have to be filing for a divorce today. It could simply be picking up a new recipe. It could be meeting a new friend at a, at a different restaurant. Stop going to the same coffee shop. Let's go try something new. And I really think that'll get those creative juices flowing and spark a ton of opportunities. And, and your courage. Because courage is really just doing the scary things. So even if it's, I'm going to talk to a stranger, I'm going to go to the coffee shop and compliment someone on their earrings and go for it. What's the worst that can happen? That your body gets a little bit dysregulated and you get a little bit sweaty. Get used to that feeling. That's all we need to do. Keep on practicing. 
Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Olga. How can people find you? Because I know there's going to be so many listening that want to follow you, follow along with your journey. How can we be friends online? The best place is Instagram. As always, that's where we hang. And my Instagram handle is Olga Nadal, HDI for Holistic Divorce Institute. And then, yeah, if you want to check out the certification, it's holisticdivorceinstitute.com. And I will give you the landing page for the three-day mini course if you're interested in making impact and income as a holistic divorce coach. Absolutely. Well, those will all be linked in the show notes. And uh, oh my gosh, Olga, I had so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Kiana. It's always so lovely hanging with you. Yes. Have a beautiful day. This is your sign to not only meet people outside of your industry, but also meet people with different life experiences as you. After meeting Olga, I've been able to heal some of my own past relationship wounds to help navigate a safe, happy, and supportive relationship for my own future marriage. Your Olga is out there, babe. She's at your next breathwork class, on the pickleball court, dancing under the full moon, or maybe even just one call away when you need support the most. Be sure to follow along and please share her connection with anyone you think would appreciate it. I'm so thankful you're here and look forward to introducing you to more of my real life friends and mentors. That's a wrap on another episode of Kiana Marie Weekly. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. You can find the resources and show notes for this episode and more at kianamarie.com slash podcast. I'd be honored if you'd show your support by leaving a review and rating on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, keep on dancing.